This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang again. I let you bang. I let you bang. Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. We got a great show today. Uh, It's going to be awesome. We have the girl that jumped into the bare knuckle ring last week. Uh, Jenny Macho Savage, the Tennessee gangster, is on the show. That's what I'm talking about, as well as Haim Gozali, who also fought in bare knuckle. They call him the uh, Israeli Batman. Uh, This dude is a legend. Uh, As well as Sarah McMahon. Uh, who is an Olympic silver medalist, wrestler, UFC star, beautiful, just opened up her own gym, coming off a loss. Uh, it was a close one. It was really close going to the third round. I thought I had it 1-1, maybe even 2-0, Sarah. Um, so we'll talk about that. And my man Shang is here. Hey, uh, hey, right. hey. It's going to be a good show, man. Uh, it's crazy, crazy. My, my, my daughter yesterday found my marijuana pipe. Uh, luckily there was nothing in it, but she's like, daddy, what's this? And I was like, uh, happiness. Uh, (laughs) It uh, it makes me deal with the fact that you're all still here. Oh man. It's it's like, we finally got that the nanny is off COVID. So we have her, I have her a couple hours a week. I can't have her full time. I just can't afford that right now. I'm not bringing in what I was bringing in. Like like we were doing before. Right. Yeah. So I can't even rationalize, but it's nice to have a couple hours a day to actually work, but I'm using that time to work out. Because right. I can't work out when I'm supposed to be with my wife, because she'll be like, "Why? You know, why could you do that before?" So I've been, uh, but I mean that that fight camp, dude. You got to get to that fight camp. I'm telling you, Shang, it'll change your life. And I'm not, I'm not getting paid by fight camp. I mean, I wish I was. But I'm yeah, paid. right, right. You uh, wish it was, yeah. Everybody out there, if you want to do a workout on your own time, which is what I need, because it's like when I got to be at the gym at noon or or four a class, it like fucks up my whole day, kind of. But if I know I could just do it within a certain time, it's just better for me. You know, well, I've been well. I've been obviously, you know, I've been up and down. But I, I think picking a specific time is always good. Of like, course. Yeah, I, I, I go okay. I'm still getting feedback on your on your on your mic, by the way. Huh? Uh, whatever you're doing, you gotta the ooh. I'm I'm hearing ooh. Is is it plugged into the, the phone or something or? My phone is okay. No, my phone. It's not plugged into the phone, man. Something's something's off. I hate telling you this because I feel like I feel like. I'm, I'm well, I, but I I do a lot of other shows and I think they're, they're I, all scared of you, Shang. People, you're you're. No, a very, they're not. No, they're not. And no, they're not. You're I mean, physically. What are you? Six five. I'm, I'm six twelve. Yeah. No, what, are you, what are you? Like, I'm six two. Six two. What two seventy? No. Yeah. Well, two two sixty eight. Yeah. 
It's still there. It's still there. So most people, they, they don't even want to tell you. We'll watch this. Uh, that's better. That's better. It's way better. That's a hundred percent better. Um, All right, done. I, I'm actually, I'm actually working on that now in therapy about not, because I hate, I, as like tough as I am, like I always end up in my life like not wanting to make people upset with me, and then I end up just like carrying the load on myself. So I'm worried. About, I'm working on not putting my putting that not putting their feelings on me so like that for example if i was like i don't want to make shang upset because his voice too loud and then he's gonna get mad it's gonna fuck up the whole podcast but i but i have I ever been like that you've driven in a car with me in a cornfield what are you I, talking about no, because we're friends but there there are yeah i don't i don't act like that with people my my main thing is just tell me and i go from there i'm not i'm with the crazy motherfuckers we've dealt with i'm more even killed than the average person and i think that I thought back with my dad, even though I got in. The only reason I joined Taekwondo class was because I was afraid of Marty, this dude named Marty, that I thought was going to beat me up all the time. And then over the summer, I got bigger and I, you know, trained and I felt better. It made me feel more solid. I didn't do it because I love martial arts. I was uh, like, well, the, I think the biggest problem in life right now is people haven't got their asses kicked. Um, whether oh, it's. Yeah. <laughs> you think thing. that's the reason? I honestly think. I think. <laughs> I think people would be a lot less like talking shit online, uh, being mean to people, being rude to people, if they knew what it was like to get punched in the face, beat up, and even even like in a sport. And I'll just put wrestling in that because there are times where like you get the. I mean, I've coached kids where in middle school I've had seven or eight kids cry during practice. I mean, and they're not even like hurt. Most of them, they're just scared or whatever. But. By the end of that season, they're just – it's a whole different kid. And, right. And, and I think that jiu-jitsu is the same way, you know. Uh, you, when you have to deal with pain, when you have to deal with animosity, when you have to deal, you have to deal with uh, uh, adversity – not animosity, adversity, it, it just makes you a better person. And I, and I think there are just too many people out there whose parents have coddled them and have protected them. And for whatever reason, they haven't got the shit beaten out of them. So they say what they say to people because they don't know what it's like. To get somebody to punch you in your mouth. I, you know what I, you know what changed me when, I, okay, Master Go was 60, he was 62. And, you know, I'm in my early, like, like 30s. And I'm thinking, oh, this little dude ain't gonna do shit with me. And when I say every single time he fucked me up and he's, his jiu-jitsu was just crazy. So I was like, it made me respect it. I mean, I was hurt. And I, I, it made me go, you know what? I needed that. When I was in high school, this guy, Joel Friedman, who was, he won the state championship of New York. And I, I think it's different now. I think they, they divide it now so you could have like five New York state champions. Yeah, they, they, they actually split it up, but there's more like Back then it was like one, right? And, this, and, and if you were the state champ, you were the state champ. I mean, like John Jones took like fourth his junior year. I think he might have won it his senior year, but that's how, 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 how good it was. So many great wrestlers did not win the state championship back in the day uh, who, who went on to like, be great in college but there was a guy named joel friedman who was like hey come to my comedy clinic every every sunday and it was just me and him and like one dude and he was like three years older 40 pounds heavier 20 pounds heavier and, and he beat the living shit out of me every week i came home with like fucking black eyes my tooth would be out i'd have my ear would be in the other town and my dad would be like what are you doing why are you doing this and i'm like but it made me so much better i came back and whooped everybody and that's that's what you need anyway let's talk about actual real fighters so 
Yeah, the, let's uh, talk about the guys that do it. Do the, it Bellator, the Bellator Grand Prix got announced. And uh, look, I just re- – please stick to the dates, okay? If somebody You're gets, not going to do it. Why do you keep saying that? They if somebody gets hurt, they're out. We're not going to postpone fights. Because this actually – I got to say, for light heavyweight, the problem is that you have John Jones, light heavyweight, who now is a heavyweight. And John Jones beats all of these people. Um, but, man – if John Jones is a heavyweight, Belter has a really good – they have a – I mean, you look at the, the matchups. Okay, so we got Bader versus Machida, which is a rematch because right, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was actually at the first one. And Bader was doing fine, but it was a boring fight. When you, could, when you fight Machida, if you don't knock him out, it's going to be a boring fight. You're going to win a contested well, Machida, No, Machida, Machida, Machida is, is – meticulous he's 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 yeah but he backs up the whole fight he fights crazy but he suckers and, you in he's he's not and that's exactly that. what happened was everybody in the arena started booing and bader was like oh shit i gotta do something and then he just got knocked the fuck out he got caught with a knee or a kick and my dad who's not an mma fan at all I and mean, he likes it kind of but he tells me every time that that uh you know sugar ray robinson would have beat everybody up every time we see watch a fight <laughs> He tells me that, Sugar, man, these guys aren't fighters. Sugar Ray Robinson would have beaten all these guys up at the same night. And he, maybe he's right. I don't know. Sugar Robinson was, was a legend. I think after he get, if he got if he got a hill hook, it would be over. Maybe. But back in the day, those guys, I mean, Ray Robinson was like 300 no's an amateur, and he was like 120 and, and seven. I mean, they, I mean, even Ali had like a bum of the month club. They called him the because he would right. fight a bum every month. Well, the, the thing is, he's fighting every month. That's pretty freaking cool when guys are fighting everyone. Even when Tyson was good, when Tyson was at his best, they knew, like, we don't have much time with Mike Tyson. This dude's a walking train wreck. We're going to put him in every single month. To right. Keep him. Anyway, so I think this, at this point in their careers, Bader beats Machida. Machida is not the same Lyoto. People have kind of figured him out, and I think Bader wins that fight. Now, Phil Davis versus Nemkov. Everybody's telling me, you know, Nemkov, Nemkov, because of what Nemkov did to Ryan Bader. I think Phil going to surprise him. Well, the first fight was close. Really, really Too close. close. I think what did, Phil, who did you give it to? Who did you give it to? I gave it to Nemkov, but I think Phil won, I believe it was the third round. He, he lost the first two. He just waited too much. He fell in love with the striking. Phil Davis is a smart guy. He's not taken much damage in his career. I mean, he's been rocked on, like, two occasions. One by Anthony Johnson – and he maybe he but, got that, but you got to give him like, anthony johnson rocks oh, okay. yeah he's johnson a, fucking sneezes on you and you're fucking falling down you know yeah I mean, so you can i give him i give him a pass on that one but, but i actually give phil this one i really do yeah you know what i think phil pulls off the upset against them yeah I, I, I but do. he got he gotta use this he gotta not just i he can't just do stand-up he mm-hmm. can't just stand up he gotta use his other ability and i i have a frustration with some fighters where i go this is what you're really good at. You know, that's the problem with a guy named Nemkov, who is, I believe, an expert in Sambo. And Sambo and wrestling are, are very similar, where Sambo is almost like a more wrestling-based jiu-jitsu. That's what Khabib did with Sambo. So, right. so the issue is, yeah, Phil Davis is a national champion wrestler. Yes, he's a four-time All-American. But Nemkov Sambo is pretty damn good. So, I mean, really good. Like, I think he's like a some kind of a champion in Samgo if I don't have I know someone's gonna tell me that I don't care okay he's fucking good all right I don't want to hear <laughs> that Wean Dog is, is training for a new job he would tell me exactly what his Sambo credentials are uh either way I think Phil Davis now Corey Anderson he's actually got I think the toughest 
because Phil Davis and Nemco fought each other, Bader and Machida fought each other. There's a guy named, I'm going to butcher it, Yag Shemiradov. I like the fuck. You just say fuck it. It's like, Yag. Just say Yag. These names are like, remember when back in the day you had alphabet soup and you just took a, a spoon and looked down? Yeah, I'm going to be fighting. That's how they name these people. It's fucking, you're looking down and you're seeing a bowl of apple. So, Anderson's, this is a tough one because this dude's on an eight fight winning streak, hasn't lost since 2016. And he fought an ACB, which is a very underrated promotion because those guys are killers. I mean, Bubba Jenkins went over there and got like, got, got tapped like weirdly, but pretty, I mean, he got beat up. A lot of guys go over there, they get beat up. There's a bunch of killers in that promotion. Uh, it's just a weird, they, it's just a weird how, how they, they don't promote it, yada, yada, yada. It's sort of, I think you get paid in cash and the cash bounces or something. Uh, so yeah, I think they PayPal you right after the fight. Jason Andor said, yeah, it's like Dagestani paper. All right, and then Anthony Johnson, and then uh, so, so that, and then Anthony Johnson versus uh, Romero. That's, I do have a ball on Cardooing because he got good wrestling and That's how Romero. Oh, that was oh, my impression of Romero. That might be the worst impression of. I thought that was the worst impression of. But I think he's gonna win. I thought you had a stroke just now. I honestly, it happens. It happens. Um, um, I think that he's gonna win. You think Romero beats uh, beats Rumble? Apple, absolutely. You think? I don't know. I mean, first of all, we have to go that Bellator. They're testing. They don't do Usada testing. So these guys may uh, be different. I mean, it seems like. I don't know that Ryan Bader and some of these guys took anything. I have no proof. I don't want to make allegations. It just seems like some of these Bellator guys, uh, oh, the keys are in my, uh, my jacket. Uh, they, my jean jacket is hanging up. It seems like some of these guys, <laughs> they do better in Bellator. Right. So they, they look better. They feel stronger. Um, um, uh, Ryan Bader went on like a 13-fight winning streak in Bellator. Now, I'm not saying he's on anything. I'm, I'm not. But you sound like you're insinuating, though. I'm going to leave it at that. I have no proof about oh, any of this. I mean, every time he turned around, I, I, saw, I saw his horse tail. I saw his horse tail just. The amount of guys that, like, the amount of guys that seem to get busted in Bellator for steroids versus UFC is, like, 20 to 1. You almost never hear guys get popped in Bellator. Right. So, either they're not testing as much or they're all cleaner or, or something. Something's a little strange over there. But it makes for an interesting fight. So, now we're like Romero, uh, who I don't – who I think – at one point, he got popped, but then he sued and won the supplement yeah. company. And Anthony Johnson, who's never tested positive, but when he was in his weightlifting days, he looked like, oh, my God. I mean, those pictures of him bulked up, I've never seen anything like it before. Right, yeah, but you, you don't think that – I mean, both of them are, are obviously – I'm picking Rumble. I think that Rumble – Why? What? I mean, it's because no, Rumble he has no ground game. None. No, first of all, he was a college wrestler. Oh, but he still does it compared uh, to uh, Romero hasn't used his ground game since 1945. Uh, I mean, you look about ground game. I mean, when I it, Romero, Romero never uses wrestling almost ever. And when was the last time he sits there and waits and waits and waits and lands a punch or a knee? He almost hasn't taken a shot, uh, you know. So I don't know. I think that Romero, except you know what? When he fought, the only time I seen where he wasn't as explosive as when he fought Stylebender. Oh, yeah, he would like – but he hasn't really looked good in a while. When he fought Paulo Costa, he looked weird. I mean, well, actually, that was, that was a good fight. No, that no, that was a good fight. And I think that Paulo Costa, he was taken all the way to the end. And so I, 
I don't, I'm like, you're saying it wasn't a good fight. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. But yeah, the Stylebender was not a good fight. Right. Right. To me. Right. I think right. Stylebender was getting frustrated. Like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. That was, yeah, that was one of the worst fights I've seen. And I, I think that they both, but I almost thought it, it was weird. So that's what I'm saying. I think he's slowing down. And plus, we don't even know how old these Cubans are. They say he's like 45. He could be 70. He's, I, he's, I mean, easily, he's easily 75. So I don't know. I think Rumble wins. He had time off. I think that when he lost to Daniel Cormier, which he almost won the first one, the second time, like his coach left him. He was in some weird mental state. He took time off. He, he, he recovered. Seems like he's in a happy place, a good place. I don't know. I think that Rumble wins this fight. I do. Wow. You know why? I, I just, for some reason, I, even though I think he's a mutant, and just if you look at him physically, I think that Romero's a mutant. I just think that he needs to come back, and that motivation is what's going to really make him use all but, of this. Yeah, but he never seems that really that motivated. He just, he never. Oh no, he did. No, wait a minute. When he fought Acosta, he did. Mm, I don't know. Come I on. Think, it seems like I don't know. Uh, who knows? This is such a, a weird fight, but I'm excited for it. We're gonna ask Sarah McMahon her opinion. Yeah, uh, well, let's ask her opinion. Yeah. Beautiful Sarah okay. McMahon. Is here. Who wins? Rumble. All right, this Bellator Grand Prix, Rumble mm-hmm. versus uh, uh, R- R- uh, Romero versus Yo Romero. Who wins that fight? Oh man, <laughs> that's actually kind of tough. Um, I I'm gonna say uh, Rumble. See? Um. I just say, uh, the only reason I say, well, the only reason I say it is because he seems to be a little bit more aggressive where uh, Romero has seemed to be like, he's fighting more conservative and smart. So, uh, but it, it tends to lead to a little less action, but in like the heavier weights, you know, it's hard to get in there and getting in there and getting that knockout punch is really important, especially in the first few rounds. I just think that Rumble's going to kind of press the action more. Right. Now, I said it does – I have no proof of this, but it seems like Bellator seems less stricting when it comes to testing for steroids and, and EPO. <laughs> Am I right on that? I mean, nobody ever gets busted over there. Well, I don't know. I actually – because I'm not in that organization. I don't know what they do, like if they're under USADA or if they do a commission test or – They're not I under USADA. Really they're not under USADA. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes it a little easier because, like, people can do stuff like – outside of the competition and then be clean for the commission whenever the fight comes around um right. so that's uh-huh. but that's every, everything outside of the ufc it's like yeah it's, it's <laughs> why'd I mean, you make that face like <laughs> because man mma is such a scary sport i mean even knowing that there's people in the ufc who like who are getting away with it but there's less there's more there's people who are getting caught so but outside of that man like Getting an uh, MMA fight, like uh, it's like premeditated violence. It's not like when you get on the street and like you know something happens and you're angry and you know like you get into a fight. You know about it beforehand, and so man, it's nerve wracking. And I can see why people would be like freaked out enough, or you know have like doubts or whatever. You know, getting in there with a super skilled person as well. So they're gonna try to gain an edge. Like it's in other other sports. I think that it's uh, like kind of greed or cutting corners. And I think that sometimes in MMA, it's almost like a, like a legitimate fear of getting harmed. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. It's almost like sometimes people are doing steroids because not because they want to win because they're scared to lose. Yeah. Um, 
and it could be greed too. Like some people are in their twenties, more than talented, great place to train all the testosterone that a guy naturally produces. So there's no real excuse there. Um, but when guys get older and they naturally lose testosterone and things like that, like, especially those bigger guys, man, that there's so much power, like you kind of want to bring the bigger gun, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, but I, think, a, I think it's, I think it's, you yeah. think it's what? Greed. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Cause you don't have to compete. That's it's a premeditated yeah. fight that you sign up for. So if you don't, if you're nervous about it, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, stop I'll it. tell you what, at 42, I started taking TRT and I've never felt better in my life. Like, Oh, I have, but in my twenties, but like I, my, I don't get tired and working out and I'm on a low dosage. I'm, and I like my workouts are better. I feel better. I feel more sexually active. So I can't imagine if guys are doing this and like cranking it up to like 18 times what I'm on. Oh right. my God. Oh my God. Like, but yeah. I, I thought that with Paulo Costa, I, I was like, you're not taking nothing, nothing, dude. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, I feel bad for these guys' wives. I mean, they must be like a like a hole in their like asshole from like how many times. Anyway, Sarah, let's talk about you. Uh, so you're that was a weird uh, jump. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yes, uh, your last fight uh, against against Pena. It was a very competitive fight. I thought you looked great in the first. The second, I could, you could argue you won, and then the third, you looked a little tired. Is that what happened? So it wasn't. It wasn't that I was tired, um, and I kind of alluded to it in my post. Um, in between rounds, like I was talking to my corners, and I really had different corners than I ever had. Like my one coach tested positive for COVID, so he was out, and then I asked for Ross Sahabi, who I've worked with, um, and then everything, all that crazy international, you know, whatever those guys that got kicked off, kicked out of the UFC, like that went down. So Ross had to leave the country, or oh. he at least had to Abu Dhabi. Um, and so I lost a coach like the day before. So the people who filled in, like it's, it's something that is a preference. And I didn't know I had a preference until it actually kind of happened, but they told me you won the first two rounds, you know, like, and I think mentally, uh, it's almost like in a wrestling match being up by like, you know, like five or six points where you start to like, then I started to fight not to lose. And instead of being like on the aggressor and like, I usually try to fight every round as if I'm losing the fight because it just brings a better competitor out of me. And I, I wish that I had caught it. I wish that I had realized that I had shifted in that mode. But unfortunately, like I did, I was fighting like, okay, don't lose this round and you've won the fight, you know? And man, that's a terrible way to go into it against a competitor, you know? So like, yeah, it was a, it's a shift in mindset and it, it, you could even see it in my, in the way I attacked in the way, you know, I was more hesitant, more tentative, more cautious, like things that you don't need to be in the third round of a fight. I was going to ask you, do you think it's good sometimes that they don't tell you and you just stay oh, yeah. in the mind frame of like, yeah, I got to just keep pushing, push, push, pushing. Cause you, yeah. sometimes I think you want to coast. It's like, I, yeah. I won the first two rounds. Let me coast. And that yeah. was it. If, if those, if I had a different corner, um, and he would have said, Hey, I don't know if you won that round. I don't know how it went, you know, could go either way. You better solidify this round. You'd have seen a different fighter. And like, and I, I don't ever, I'm not putting it on my corners because some people absolutely want to know, Hey, I won those first two rounds. Don't go out there and do and get into like a brawl, you know, don't go out there and do something foolish. It really does depend on the fighter. So for me, unfortunately, it wasn't like 
I think that it, it caused me to like let off the gas pedal. And some people, they are always pressing on the gas. They're always taking risks. They're always like doing too much. And that can open them up to counterattacks. I can let somebody else back in the fight. It was just not right for me. So now I know this going into the future. I hate that I had a loss in order to do that. But that being said, um, there's things in my jujitsu that I need to work on that I've been working on and I need to continue working on. So that's kind well, of how I, I mean, it's too. like it was one of those fights where I thought you looked, I thought you looked good. So many of your fights are so frustrating because you're like winning until you get caught. You're just like, Oh, but listen, uh, try being here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I'm like, shit. Like, but, and then also I'm like, I'm still doing better. I'm still improving. Like I felt more comfortable on my feet, things like that. Like, I found my fit-ins pretty good. Like they're minor adjustments, but it, it's, ah, uh, I know it's frustrating, but there's yeah. something that there's something I need to, there's things I need to adjust in my training in order to keep that from happening. And I know, I know I'm not a black belt. I know that that's the case. And that even if I were a black belt, sometimes black belts get submitted, but yeah. I, I need to reduce that like to non-existent, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to take any away from Juliana because she looked great. Uh, was she tougher than you thought she was going to be? No, no. I, I, I knew that she was going to be tough. So I didn't like, I knew that that was like one of her strengths. So I don't mind because, you know, re all girl wrestlers are tough. So that's kind of like par for the course. Right, right. You now, know what I, I Now no, you were working, uh, one second. So I heard you were working out on the flight over there. That's, that's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that is because um, I learned flying overseas, like to world championships and different things like that. If I sit for, you know, 10, 12 on that flight, it's like 15, 16 hours. Um, it's just not good for me athletically. First of all, sitting in a seated position for that long a time, it's just not good for your back. It's not good for your hip flexors. You know, like you need to, ha you need to have movement. I'm an athlete and I'm also a mom of a toddler. I move all the time. So like the workout was just to get my body up, get my blood flowing. Um, also like if you sit for so long, you're, uh, you know, the, the fluid will pull at your feet, you'll retain water. You know, it's just a lot of bad things that happen for athletes. And I just learned over the years that if I got up and did this, just a 20 minute little very light workout, when I got to the uh, place, like I felt a lot better. I adjusted quicker the time zone, everything. So as soon as I get in, I usually do a workout as well because it almost like um, sets my body to that time zone. So okay. it seemed like you were like overweight and you need to lose weight on the flight. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I'd have been, I'd have been all sweated up. I, I, I was like the day of the weigh-ins, I cut like three or three and a half pounds. So right, I, I yeah, I mean that was one of those fights where I'm like, sometimes you see somebody lose a fight, you're like, oh that person's done or or whatever. This was not the case at all. Uh, no, I'm, I'm still improving. Um, and the only thing right now, because my body, uh, is, you know, pretty healthy. Um, my muscles still there when I ask them to go, they still go things like that. Um, it's really always like, um, what's my desire. And so right after a fight, especially if I fight after I lose or win, I really can't gauge that right after I win, I'm in no position. Cause I'm just like, Whoa, I fight 20 fights, you know, like right, right after right. I lose, I'm like, fuck this. I don't ever want to right. fuck her, fuck everybody else. Like I'm just, you know, just but have you know, a poor I attitude. Saw, I saw an interview with you. I was looking at some stuff online. I like the fact that you're like, I'll fight. I want to fight the best. I don't give a shit. And I, I, some people, yeah. you hear them be more calculated. You're like, no, whoever's the best, let's go. 
And I, that's, that's the one thing I was like, okay, when I found out you were going to be on the show, I was like, that's some cool shit. I, I don't know why. Yeah. To me, I like people like, okay, whoever, what's up? You're the best. Let's do it. Instead of, yeah. oh, I'm going to fight this person, then I'm going to figure out that one. That one hurt their leg. I'm going to yeah, forget all that shit. Yeah. And I think that makes you, makes you better. It, it does. Yeah. It does for sure. And it, every time I like sign on that dotted line, I'm like, okay, this is the situation. This is, you have to be, you know, you, I know like all of us know each other. So we know where we need to prepare and I know where I need to grow. And it's almost like everyone is just like a different, it's a different puzzle and a different challenge for me. So, um, you left team alpha male and you opened up your own gym. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? So it's really good. It didn't happen exactly in that order. Um, uh, there was a falling out um, at the place that Chad, my fiance, worked. And he, um, we were basically in a point where, like, you either have to, like, kind of take it on the chin, some, some stuff that was not good, or we're going to go a different direction and open our own gym. Because he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Like, that's the options, you know? <laughs> like, right. so... Um, we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just open our own gym. And I didn't, uh, I didn't plan at first on like doing stuff with wrestling, but it's just, it helps the students. It helps, you know, it's just a good thing to have in a jiu school as like an Olympic wrestler. So I started teaching some classes, but I try to keep it pretty low so I don't get overwhelmed with still fighting. It was like 19 and classes on your schedule. What are you talking about? I know. I looked at it. it was like fucking six-year-old wrestling, seven-year-old wrestling, twenty-seven-year-old. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like, what? Just... I, so I do have two other coaches that I oh, that I work okay. with that uh, you know, so they help out too, and they do. They know a lot more of the folk style. I know the freestyle. We both know stand up. So like they're good. Like they did good in college and they're younger and they can get in there and like really scrap with those guys. Whereas I just like kind of sit and yell at people and I work in with some of the, there's some high level girls that are in there and like I'll work in with them here and there. So by the way, every time I mentioned your name to a wrestler, you were, I didn't really like, obviously I, I know you from MMA and from wrestling and I know you as being like this, like very attractive woman, but they're like, that was my crush. Like, oh, like really? Yeah, you were like the, the crush of all the the guy wrestlers. Did you did you you know that right? No, no, I have no idea. I have really? no idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. You don't have like, guys um, you like no fan mail or guys like, hey, I have a big crush on you or hearts around your face or anything. So wrestlers aren't really like that. Um, so they would. The most times I saw a lot of those wrestlers was at competition, and they're just there to compete. You know, like um. Sometimes afterwards when we go out, you know, like everybody, you know, guys would, you know, they'd like joke around and stuff like that. But some of them, like, I, I had a reputation for, uh, not putting out. So like, they're like, mm, you're not going to get anywhere with her, you know? So don't right. even, don't waste your time, you know? So they go, you know, for some lower hanging fruit, <laughs> but I was well, friends with a lot of the guys. Well, how many, how many guys tried to hook up with you where you didn't put out, you got the reputation? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know how many, but <laughs> you know what I, think like, is? I think it's because you can tell the people that are focused on what they're doing. Yeah. And they're, it's like, you know what? Really not concerned about your dick right now. I'm well, yeah, trying to, girls are probably giving out handies or something. And she's just yeah, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying well, to focus on <laughs> this right now. You know, I'm trying to get better at this. Put your dick away. I'm trying to get yeah. better at this. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was attracted to some of the guys, but um, they just weren't 
So they were in a place where they just wanted to be young and wild and hook up and stuff like that. And I just like, that just wasn't what I wanted, you know? And you do that, like, it's a really small circle. So you do that a couple of times and you're easily like, oh yeah, you know, she's blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to wait. And if I, I know I dated like, um, I think I only dated one guy at the open level. Um, I dated him for a while. It was like a, you know, more serious relationship too. So it wasn't yeah. like I'm like a saint or anything, but. Right, right. Picky. That's a good way to put it, picky. Yeah. Now, what I like about you, Sarah, what I don't know is that you actually were a theater minor in college, right? I was a theater major. Theater I was a psych major. minor. Yeah, wow. yeah, I loved it. Theater major. So uh, I was I was helping Ben Askren write the first season of uh, of, of, of the Ben Askren uh, web series, yeah. and we needed like, yeah. and I'm like, you know who you should put in here? It'd be funny. And then I was like, Sarah McMahon. And he goes, the wrestler? Uh, and I go, I go, I go, no, she's, she's a theater major. I go, really? You think she'd do it? I'm like, I think she'd be pretty cool. And then, so you were in that, in the web series? Yeah, yeah. It was a blast. <laughs> so, so, so you were Ben's ex-ex in it, right? You were his ex Yeah, which was, which was awkward when we figured out time-wise that I would have been 20 and he would have been 16. So I was like... I know. <laughs> no, that makes it kind of creepy. <laughs> I know. But it's so at least in our culture, like that's cooler for the guy. If it were the opposite, it would be like predatory. But yeah, you know. right. Exactly. You're going to end up on how to catch a predator. So, I know. <laughs> so Sarah, if I, if I live in, uh, in Sacramento or uh, where you live and I have a kid and I want him to take wrestling, how do I contact you? How do we join your gym? So um, really all you have to do is show up. I mean, anybody can come. The The first training is free. And if you know, like some people, if they really like want to try it out for like a week, then we'll give you a, full, a free week trial. You just come in and talk to us. And then after that, we can, you know, look at what fits you what's, best. What's, what's the name of the gym? Oh, uh, it's Precision Jiu-Jitsu yeah. and Wrestling Academy. So Yes, Precision. Okay. And then you guys have, a, have an Instagram page or? Yeah. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, listen, thank you, Sarah. I'm always a big fan. Thanks for taking the time. Yes. Thank you. Uh, have a great week. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Sarah. What's up, people? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. How cool is that? They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. That's right. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Okay? BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Check them out. All right, that was Sarah McMahon. Awesome. Now, we have this guy. They call him the Israeli Batman. Uh, yeah. He I, I, is, I, I, this guy's a fucking monster. I watched a bunch of his fights last week. Talk about a guy on the ground, fourth degree Henzo Gracie black belt. Yeah, I, yeah, that shit is heavy right there. Fourth degree, don't don't sleep on that. First, 
first guy five degree five degree five degree wow five degree (laughs) make sure you get it right (laughs) he actually got got his fifth during this while waiting that's how that's how good he is um the guy the guys anyone is bare knuckle boxing uh he killed it haim gozali how are you man i'm good i'm good how are you good are you in israel right now no i'm in new york uh, okay. Israel closed the sky. Israel, Israel closed the sky because of the COVID. Now, so we're stuck in New York. We cannot fly to Israel. You stuck oh, okay. in New York. Now, 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 you yeah. grew up. You were in the special forces in Israel. I was in the border patrol. It's a special unit of the police. Uh, yeah, every every Israeli guy, you know, kids like when he come to eighteen, go to the army for two years. So yeah. I like mean, everyone. That, I mean, but what was that like? Was it, I mean, because I now is it, is it you, you learn Krav Maga when you do that? Yeah, everybody in the army learned Krav Maga. Uh, what I did in the army, it was like a special unit of the police. We used to do that in Jerusalem, you know, the holy, the holy city. And that's what our mission, you know, to take, to do over there, like uh, order and stuff like that. You know, because uh, Jerusalem is very, you know, crazy place. You know, you have all the religious over there, so all the time you have stuff over there. And then you were working as a bouncer and you got stabbed five times? Yeah, I stabbed five. They stabbed me five times in my in my. I opened the door. I you know again go to the ground to take the the lock of the door. Suddenly I fell to the face like something like that. Cut all my face. I get up. The guy tried to run. I grab him and start to punch. Grab the knife like that. The knife get inside of my hand and. And yeah, I saw I saw the interview with you. You had to get some surgeries, but the surgeries worked. Yeah, I did like six surgery in my hand. Today I don't feel the end. I don't feel nothing. But the end is good, you know. I can, yeah. I can use it. But I don't feel the. I don't have nerves to feel the end. So. So when did you yeah. start training under Henzo and, and Jiu-Jitsu and MMA? Henzo, I started in '96. I came to New York, and Henzo just opened his academy. I started to train over there, and since then I'm with him. You know, more than twenty something years. I don't know. Wow, so you were I like never left. Belt. So you went from white belt to black belt under Henzo? Uh, everything under Henzo. Yeah. All my life. What was yeah. it like working under him? But now was he was he cool to you at first? Was he like Every, all the time. From the beginning it's the same Henzo. Like you know him today, it's the same Henzo like twenty years ago. You know, I came to the academy, but in Israel you don't he didn't have like jujitsu, so I bought the videotapes. So I started to learn by videotapes. So I came to the academy. And I started submitting people. So he came to me, how do you know jujitsu? I told him, I bought your videotapes and I learned. Ah. I don't believe you. Come on. I told him, yes, for real. I used to do it on my wife. Then she's my <laughs> wife, but she was my girlfriend back then. I used to train on my wife because nobody wanted to do ground, you know, in Israel. Everybody like uh, boxing, karate, and stuff like that. So I used to train, do jujitsu drill on my, my, my wife. And you see, well, now, now look at me. Now, did your wife like it or she just choked out unconscious? No, I should just stand and I said, yeah, put your hand over here. I'm doing, yeah, put your Back then, your jiu-jitsu was basic. It's not like today, you know. It was just basic, you know. It's like mount, guard, you know, side. Not, not too much. It was not too much like today. So 20 years, you know, that the jiu-jitsu developed and become crazy. Right. So were you living in Israel and, the, and New York at the time, going back and forth? So my, my kids, uh, Aviv. He's, he's living in New York, so I'm back and forth. I'm living in Israel. Got it. Because you promoted the first couple Bellator events 
in Israel. Was that hard to be the promoter and the fighter? Yeah, think about it. In 2016, there was no MMA in Israel. You know, a couple of small events. Suddenly, I bring Bellator to Israel. I'm promoting, I'm fighting. First show, we have like 8,000 people. You know, think about it. After 2016, suddenly the MMA become in Israel like crazy. Everybody wow. know the fighter, every day, everybody. Since then, every show, 10,000. It's a crazy number, even to the yeah, States, yeah. you know, like, so, yeah. But you're, I the bring the MMA. The brought, you're the one that brought it to Israel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything you see online, people say it, it was you and you kind of yeah. brought it in. And also you brought jujitsu really to the people yeah. there. Wow. You know, it was I you. And I was talking to my boy and he's like, yeah, man, that dude been in the game for a while. Yeah, he's the one that brought it here. And I'm like, is it really him? And then I looked it up and was like, oh shit, it is him. So yeah, it was you, man. Yeah. Now, yeah, the jujitsu, me and uh, two, more two more guys used to do that together. So we bring it to Israel. The MMA was in Israel. Small bit, you know, I did the first MMA event in Israel. I did it in 97, I think. I think of a small event, you know. But I, I, I bring all this sport to Israel. And today it's crazy. You, you do that, I'm going in a mall or stuff like that. Everybody knows me. Think about it. A sport that in 2016, nobody knows what it is. Today, everybody knows you. You're all the time in the TV, all the time, in, like in the newspaper. So, and there's a couple of fighters, Israeli fighters also signing Bellator. There's a... a UFC, like Israeli that signed in the UFC now, you know, so it's become big now in Israel. Now, and what's crazy is that you were so, you're so known for your jiu-jitsu. Like, your jiu-jitsu is unbelievable. But now you're 47 years old, and you're like, I'm going to do bare-knuckle boxing, which is the one thing you weren't known for, <laughs> uh, which was your stand-up. And <laughs> why at 40 – and you look ripped at 47. I don't know what, I don't know what type of Israeli supplements you're taking, but uh, get me some immediately. Uh, <laughs> Why, why did you go into bare knuckle boxing last <laughs> So first of all, I saw the bare knuckle. I know what is bare knuckle. You know, when I started to do MMA, it was bare, also bare knuckle, but nobody punched too much. You know, everybody tried to look for the ground, copy, hoist Gracie. So when I saw it now, you know, everybody saw Kimbo Slice and stuff. You know, you know what boxing, bare knuckle. But when I saw it, it to become like a big event and like an organization. So, oh my God, I, I, I need to try before I'm retiring for real. Because everybody tell me, every, every fight, everybody tell me, you retire, yeah, I'm retiring, and then I'm coming back. So I said, I have to do that, you know. And it's a challenge for me, you know, to do the transition to, from uh, MMA fighter or jiu-jitsu fighter to do a just boxing. You know, I bring my, MMA, my boxing coach to, uh, to the States with me. We do the training camp over here because Israeli go to the quarantine over there, so we have to come back come to the States, you know, as soon as we can. So we did then two months, we did the transition from the MMA, I know, like the boxing from MMA or, you know, to do a bare knuckle boxing because you cannot punch too much in bare knuckle. I hurt my hand, you know, a couple of boxing you hurt your hand, you know, because the head is stronger than the, the hand. So we did the transition in two months and it was a challenge for me, you know. I like to challenge myself, like, Oh, you see, if I'm 47, 40, I'm going to be 48. You, you, were, you were hurt the first round, and then you came back and you knocked the dude out. I mean, like, it, was, it was like Rocky, but it was like Israeli yeah. Rocky. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. You're like a Jewish so, Balboa. It was crazy. Yeah, so let, let me tell you how it goes. Because 
<laughs> to fight bare knuckle, nobody know what it is, you know, until you fight it. So you can think about it, you can see that, but you have to, to, to feel it. So we knew that. In the first round, they told me, the coach told me, listen, probably you're not going to hit him. Probably you're going to get punched. But I want you to be focused. Don't come back like broke. Because if you see my, uh, my statistic, if I'm going into the second round, I'm losing, I'm losing the fight. All my, all my fight like that. So I want you to be focused. Even if you lost the round and you got hit, come back to the corner and, we, and we're going to focus you to go, go back again. And that's what happened. I tried to punch him. I cannot punch him in the fist. You, you got punched with fist. You know, it's like 90-something kilo. Every punch, like you feel it. You're like, you know, your head is like, like that. So when I, I know I lost the fight, like the, the round. So I'm coming to the corner. He bring me the chair. I told him, no, I don't want a chair. I'm standing. He, so he told, I told him, I cannot hit him. So he told me, you know that that's going to happen now. Focus. You lost the round. Now it's a new round. Think about it. It's a new fight for you. Go and kill them. <laughs> and I kill him. <laughs> and I kill him. You know? It, it was That's right. It was like that. It was like that. I mean, you know? I mean, we were at the original bare knuckle when it was you versus Goliath uh, yeah. back, in, uh, back in the day. I, mean, I, I was going to ask, when you get cracked in bare knuckle, did you want to go back to, I should heel hook him. If I heel hook him, it's over. Yeah. Like, that's what I know. Whenever I've got hit, I'm like, oh, fuck it. Go to the ground. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we work about the clinch. I know if I'm going to get in, if, if he got me in the first round with punch, until now my jaw is like, like that. So I knew if I'm, I'm losing the fight, I'm going to clinch him. And I did the clinch good. You know, I clinch him, punch from the clinch, punch from the clinch, you know. Recover myself in the clinch. And the strategy went good, you know. Yeah, really good. It was amazing. Now, your kid, by the way, your kid is insane. He's 5-0. and oh. This kid is probably the next big thing in MMA. His jiu-jitsu is off the charts. Did you, I mean, when he came out of the womb, did you heel hook him? How did you get this kid? Like, you started this kid early, huh? Like, was his first diaper a gi? Yeah. I mean, I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, start, he, started, he started to train when he was three years old. Three. Three years old. And all my life is fighting, you know, so. All the time, where we going, it's fighting, fighting, fighting. He's coming with you to show. He's coming with you to a tournament. He's coming with you to... He grew up in the sport. It's not like I push him to the sport. He pushed himself to the sport because he was with me all the time. So, yeah. Now he's living in New York. He's not in Israel. He's training with Ray Longo, Hansel Gracie, Matt Serra. And he's, he's waiting for his next fight. He's in Bellator, you know. He's, uh, his, he's got like three his, more fights over there. His, his submissions are insane. Like... I mean, I don't know how good his striking is because we haven't seen it yet, but his submissions are next level. Like, uh, is he, I mean, he, is he a, what degree black belt is he? He's, he's, no, he's a brown belt. He's supposed to get his black belt now. Wow. Uh, but, you know, COVID and stuff like that, so everything was closed in Israel, but uh, maybe going to give it to him over here in New York now before yeah. I'm leaving to Israel. Do you get nervous watching him? Yeah. I was all the time I'm, I'm in his corner, but the last fight was quarantine. I couldn't leave Israel to come over. So I saw it the first time on TV. It was crazy. You know, I'm over there, like I'm screaming to the TV, no, do that, do that, no. no. <laughs> and then he won, you know. And it's four o'clock in the morning in Israel and screaming, and all the building is like waking up. What happened? You know, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to see that. But it's, it's, it's good, you know, it's good. He's got. 
he's, he, he grew up in this. His, his potential is so good. He's like, you know, just, I, can, I, I, saw, uh, I think I he's going to be something big if you continue like that. I saw an interview before his first, huh? before he was, I saw an interview where they were asking you about it. It was you and uh, you walked in on another interview with Royce and it was like, you were talking, you said, yeah, he's going to do it. He, I'm going to give him some time to really make sure he's, you know, ready. And then you see the tear he goes on. So you were right back then, like before he even did the shit. Ready, you were the, like, 20, the kid's 20 years old, ready. No, but it, notice he's this an older interview, and I was, he talked about it then, and then you see from then till now, he was, you said that before. I think he was like 16. Look, 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 we, we, yeah. I, have much, I have a much more important question. So uh, my, right. da- <laughs> my, 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 my dad told me that Israeli women are the best in bed because, that is uh, a they, have, because, because they have five countries trying to blow them off the map. So they're just crazy in bed. They're just wild. They don't care. I, I've slept with a couple of them. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, you, I'm sure you slept with hundreds, <laughs> of, not thousands. Of I, 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 I'm married. So <laughs> he can't really I'm married. <laughs> But I mean, they called. But you're you're the Israeli Batman before you were I'm married. married. Right, right. But before you were I'm married, married though. I'm married. I'm married. Okay. okay. <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right. No more questions. Uh, all right. So, uh, all right, who do you think? Who do you think is going to win uh, this week uh, between Gilbert Burns and uh, uh, Usman? I hope Gilbert. Uh, why? I don't know. I don't like this. Everybody that become champions start to be like with suit and talking like that and like becoming like bullshit, man. I don't yeah. like it. I like the, you know, be honest, be like, I don't know to say the, the word in English, you know, be a cool guy, you know, yeah. act like, like with respect, don't be show up and stuff like that. Don't be like Kono wannabe, hey, you know, everybody become like Kono wannabe, like suit with flashing color. Come on, who's going with a suit like that? You're going to go with a suit like that. You're going to go to a, I don't know, to a show with a suit like that. Now, because you become a champion, you start to wearing stuff that nobody is going to ever wear. Yeah. I don't like this stuff. Yeah. You know, only he because of that. Smooth. He started acting like he was smooth. Like, yeah, ladies. Yeah. Like, I'm come cool, on, man. yeah. Ah, yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck I, up, bro. I saw this interview and I just like, <laughs> oh, man, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it. I think that no, I don't like this you know, stuff. He's, more, he's he's hungry as fuck. He's humble, but he's hungry. And I think that it. I mean, I I want him to win. I I don't want me I don't too. Want him, but I want him to win. I really do want him to win. They've also trained me? together, and also, um, uh, Usman left his camp. He left his camp, went to Colorado, uh, and he, and he he was before that he was with you know Rashad Evans and those guys over at Sanford or the Black Zillions. This is the first camp he's with Trevor Whitman. So that, that's going to be a big asterisk right there. You know, when you're the champion and you win all your fights under, under one camp and then all of a sudden you leave, we'll see. Uh, we will see how that – I think that's actually a pretty big factor. Two of the most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. That's right. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is very easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's a lot of money. I could use that money, okay? Listen, plus, and don't forget about basketball and hockey 
where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. That's huge. Okay, here's your call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code ROASTED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check it out. You don't need that. It was was an honor to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I always root for you because you're older and I'm older. And I was like, every time you would win, I would go, he's doing it for the older guys to show we can still do it. Are you going to do it? Are you the next one? Yeah, I'm going to bring them to Israel and we're going to do a show. Now, just the COVID is going to finish because Israel, like now, 4 million people got the vaccine. So I believe in two months from now, Israel is going to be open for everything. So we're going to bring them to Israel. I'm going to do over the event and I'm going to fight of course because oh, I like to yeah. fight in my day. That's awesome. I love that idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and That's and awesome. everybody said 47 and 48 in two months. So, you know, the 47 you, is uh, behind me. Can you bring there my you wife to, Can you bring my wife to Israel and have me stay here by any chance? And, and no, listen, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Listen, no, you're I, I, come I, I, uh, it, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for everything. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Pass, Take care. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, that was Haim Ghazali, legend, legend. One is bare knuckle boxing. So we have uh, this amazing couple. We've had her on the show. Last time it was uh, uh, entertaining to say the least. Uh, between Jenny, <laughs> said to Mazda, say the least, really. To say the least. Uh, it was uh, the most entertaining. I, I, I still watch it when I'm not feeling down. And I laugh. I laugh. Uh, which when when she told uh, the girl looks like a foot with no toes. And look at the kind of girl that steps on roaches barefoot. It, it was just, I, it was insults for days. Uh, it was unbelievable. I don't know if she wrote them or not, but if she did, she has a future in comedy. Uh, the Tennessee gangster, Jenny Savage is here uh, with her, 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 her boyfriend, uh, husband or fiance. I don't know what is going on. Uh, <laughs> Bomaye. Uh, how are you guys doing? Really well. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm doing better than I have that I have this this beautiful couple with me. Uh, so you made national news last week. Uh, we'll, we'll get right to it. Uh, after Britton Hart won her fight, you walked into the ring, no security. You just basically stormed in, and she threw water on you. Uh, and then 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 the, it looked like David Feldman took you and said, "Just please get out of the ring." You went out, yep. and started getting the crowd all crazy. What happened? Why did you do that? What happened? Tell me the whole thing. What's going on? Well, I was just trying to uh, concentrate on my studies of business uh, management. I'm trying to get my degree. And if, if you know anything about that kind of math, you could punch an old lady. Okay. I, I was told um, by the management that I work with that there was an opportunity to uh, commentate on this the show for Paige Van Zandt and Bryn Hart. And uh, so I dropped everything. My son's homeschool, my home, I mean, my college work, um, my life here at home, my cat, okay? I take her seriously. She had to stay here for a few days by herself. She's got a fountain, okay, she's bougie. But I have a life, okay? 
I was told that I, I was going to show up here and call somebody out or just commentate at, at the very least. So when I showed up to this place and I didn't get credentials, I knew something was weird. Um, I had to actually spend the night at the airport because whoever handled the, the airport tickets was, I, I don't know if they, they knew what they were doing. So there was, there were some issues there. Um, as you can see, I didn't, I didn't, you know, send myself there. I didn't pay for any of this. I mean, I'm just showing up. So when I'm sitting here and I'm just watching all these girls, uh, fight, I'm like, why am I here? I could watch this at home while I'm doing my homework. You know, so I'm, I'm getting irritated. The production people knew that somebody was supposed to uh, sit in and commentate. But the, I guess the lady that put it all together, I guess the she's director. like the director of the, the whole production was, was not, I guess, filled in that I was supposed to sit there. So I was getting a little agitated that, you know, that wasn't going on. Then other people noticed that I wasn't able to commentate. So they were like, hey, when she's done, you know, like, or when they're done fighting, go in there and just call her out, like the last guy did. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I've seen that done before, right? But I didn't really think, I guess, that it was a really big deal. And I went in there and she poured water on me like a, like a very classy person. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that was a bitch move and you know it. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> it was. What would you do? Let's just be... You're, you're going in there with, with the advice to go, you know, like call somebody out and then they pour water on you. Wouldn't you, I mean, thankfully my hands were open. People think, you know, I just went in and clobbered her, but you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, She's well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, first of all, you fought for the organization. You won the last fight. Um, yes. So it wasn't like you were just some random person. You won for BKFC. They fly you out. They pay for you. They don't get you a hotel. You got to be at the airport all night. I was at the airport, but see, there was some weird... I guess because they were so busy and See, it well, he, he handled all that. So I'm not sure if it was uh, partly the management we was working with. I don't think uh, really bare knuckle. It didn't really seem like BKFC knew we were coming. Like we were supposed to be special guests, but we wound up being some very unspecial special guests. Like we got there, we didn't have passes like we were supposed to. Uh, we got we wound up getting tickets for the nosebleeds. Uh, we didn't get we didn't get paid for you know where's the work that Jim was supposed to do which I mean she didn't get to do it so I guess why would you get paid if you didn't get to do it uh, we didn't have we didn't have a flight when we got there so we had to stay at the airport all night until we finally got a flight come to find out when it was time to fly back we didn't have a flight back either so we uh. were stuck there until we could get a flight home yeah so it was a no, I, I mean, who did that? I mean, that's why I say, do you have an email trail? Like, was there was there a contract saying you were to get paid? Any any of that? No, well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't. It's, it can't have. It can't be bare knuckles fault. I don't think they were. I think the idea of us being there for Jen to commentate was there, but I don't think that all the communication was. There was some kind of miscommunication, and uh, I don't think that. I don't think that they are the ones that actually did the 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 legwork of bringing us out there. Once we got out there, like if we got out there and they saw us there, I, I think they had plans for her to commentate because uh, when, uh, when we went up for her to commentate, there were people that knew she was supposed to be there. It was, unfortunately, it was only the, the head lady who didn't know she was supposed to be there. Yeah, so the yeah. But so, maybe so whose who's manager contacted you? So, so we're, working with, uh, we're working with Bare Knuckle Management and... Uh, yeah, they were they were the ones that did all the legwork. I guess I'm not exactly sure who filed the you know who did the paperwork. So somebody you dropped know? the ball. Somebody dropped the ball. 
Yeah, but yeah, they, and, I'm, and I'm assuming that they were busy because this was Bare Knuckles' biggest event. It was the biggest event. I mean, I've fought a lot, so is he. But we've never seen such big promotion, you know, like right. in in a show like that. Well, so. I'll tell you what. I mean, that clip went viral. Everybody was talking about you. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't show up there for nothing, you no. know, especially with her talking mess. She see, I don't know. People, a lot of people didn't watch the my fight. She commentated, and it was dreadful. It was absolutely terrible. She was making fun of me for things I can't help, like my height. Like, who does that? Right. You know, and then, and then she walks up to me after the fight and says all these, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Remarks. Just little stupid yeah, what did remarks. Say? What did she say? Because she's insecure. Right. Well, she was just saying all I have is an overhand and um, like it wouldn't land on her. And, you know, my slap sure did uh, land. So, I mean, something, something about my overhand is, is, yeah, something works. <laughs> is accurate. Overhand works. Now, now what do you think about her being a, her being a feeling and not a person? Come on. Now she's a hater. I mean, you know, so of course. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a hater. Yeah, that's, that's she's a feeling, all right. That feeling is hate, boy. That's that feeling. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I so, mean, who acts like the whole ring is theirs, like they're never going to fight again? But I feel so like this was, was for, but this was probably the best thing for you because now, does, I mean, you're 125. This is your weight class, right? And, and you're going to yeah. fight. It seems like you're next in line for this girl, no? I mean, you're 1-0 in bare knuckles. She's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, yeah. So why wouldn't this be your next fight? Because she's scared or maybe she just doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't, all the attention she got from Paige, she doesn't want to give to me, I guess. Whatever, <laughs> whatever she's playing in her head as if she's like uh, Floyd Mayweather or something. I don't know. People make excuses. <laughs> People make excuse, any excuse they want to yeah. run from a fight. And I'll be honest with you, I, I would, I'm going to fight everybody that I can get my hands on. And to be real, I've got the utmost respect for Christine Faria. Yeah. Um, she'd be the last person I'd fight, but I am going to fight her. The thing oh, okay. is, is that I feel like I've got to get heavier. I've got to get that muscle. She's put in a lot of work. The girl climbs from 145 to 125 and I'm a, I'm a 115er. So right. I've, I have so much respect for her, but I mean, everybody is going to get it. I mean, that's just the way it is. I didn't come here to play patty cake. I didn't come here for just, I mean, I, I came here because Paige Van Zandt is a big name. It just means that there's more for all of us. Um, but yeah, I didn't come here to sit on my hands. You know what I mean? Like I love MMA, but I mean, bare knuckle is where I want to be. And just to, just to throw that out there, if you don't really uh, see much of me, that's because people don't want to fight. Well, first of all, you're, you're, I gotta say, you're very good on social media. Your pictures are super hot. Uh, I'm me being a married guy, I can't look at them too long, uh, but, but they are you know, a very attractive girl. Now your boyfriend, who I, I looked into you. Is this your boyfriend? Are you guys married? Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now it says here you're a pro wrestler, prize fighter, writer, musician, and entertainer. Uh, yeah. Is that all on one business card? It seems like you do a lot of. Oh, what? Are you carpenter? Are you Jamaican? Yeah. That's, that's how many I, jobs. I do, I do it all, man. You know, I do a little bit of everything. I so, do it all real, real, real good, too. Better than most everybody else. All right, so talk to me. All right, so let's break it down. I watched some of your pro wrestling. It was pretty dope, I got to say. Even uh, even uh, Gregory Helms uh, commented, uh, the Hurricane said that you're doing some good moves. Um, yeah. how, far, how far are you along in your, uh, in your pro wrestling career? Well, man, I've been wrestling for uh, going on four years now, uh, and uh, I've been on some decent side promotion. As a matter of fact, right before the pandemic, I was down training at uh, the Reality Wrestling at Booker T School. Um, I would have liked to got to spend a lot more time down there, but you know the pandemic kind of shut there, shuffled everything up. But uh, right now, man, um, 
I've been doing my thing. I've been kind of rubbing shoulders with different people, and I'm just on the prowl for some work right now, man. Matter of fact, down at um, when we were down um, at the Bare Knuckles show, uh, not this time, but when Jennifer fought, we that's the first time we saw Shaq down there. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know Shaq was a part of um, I didn't know Shaq was a part of Bare Knuckle, and I also saw that he was a part of uh, he's a part of AEW now. Um, he's doing something on TV wrestling Cody Rhodes, I think so. Um, who knows? Bare knuckles. I've been talking to them about getting into the uh, getting into the ring, and maybe that'll parlay into something else. You know what I mean? So, so I'm just your, I'm just what's your wrestling I'm active, name? bro. I'm trying to beat up everybody. You know what I mean? What's your wrestling name? My real name, Bumaya Adrian Thomas. People, that's what people know me by. And to be honest, I kick ass in the ring the same way I do in the cage. So ain't no need to take a, ain't no need to take well, another name. You don't need point. to change it. You don't well, need to change well, it. in the cage, in the cage exactly. right now, you're in the cage right now. You're one and one. But right. you, haven't, you haven't fought since 2017. Yes, uh, sir. What's the holdup? Nope. You want me to be honest? Sure. sure. So after, after <laughs> I had that, after that, porter, after that, the first fight, I had my second, the second fight, because I lost my first one, quote unquote, lost it. Um, and then I had my second fight and I smashed that guy and everybody went running. Basically, I think the only reason I got that second fight is because I, quote unquote, lost the first one. He broke his hand. And, uh, it's pretty scary. Yeah, I, I broke my hand on the dude's face, and I broke his face. And uh, I took, like, a couple months off to heal my hand, and after that, everybody disappeared. Bro, nobody Every, was wait, come on. Everybody? We talked to, talk to a lot of fighters. Everybody I'm disappeared? You, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not saying I'm the scariest guy. I'm not saying I'm the, the most dangerous guy in the world. But when you look at the way I fight, with a record of one and one, anybody who's tough doesn't want to fight me because yeah. when I whoop their ass, it's going to look bad that they got beat by one and one. Makes and anybody sense. who's not tough don't want to fight me because I'm tough and they don't want to get their ass whooped. So it's a bunch of motherfuckers. Now, maybe you could put it out there. Maybe somebody who's, you know, who, I'm who's not, not full of shit. I'm not going to fight you. He said, I'm not going to fight you. That's good. That's good. But people watch you. Maybe, maybe somebody, will, you know, they'll hear me oh. talking. They want to make me eat my words. And right. uh, I'll get to put my fist in somebody's face because I don't I don't care, man. Like that's why I'm telling you, I've been I've been looking for bare knuckles. I've been talking to uh, some management from bare knuckle about getting in there. What I really would like to do is get back into the cage and dump somebody on the head real quick. But what I really would like to do is get into the ring and show everybody what I can do in there because I mean you, it just doesn't what you, stop. What do you really want to do? All right, now as far as uh, as far as musician, uh, what, uh, what what type of music do you do? I'm a rapper. Yeah. All right. What's your rap? Is it same same name? No, my rap name is Adre. I haven't done that in a minute, but you know the skills is always there. Definitely goes right. You guys are like if I, if anyone should be married, it's you two. I, it probably would last a week, but but I think it would be it would be a, it would be a great. Oh. Uh, hey, we running eight years. You know what I mean? Eight man? years. That's basically, what it is. Yes, sir. Oh. So that's so that so that's your kid. No, that, no, he, that's not my son. That's... She had him before me, actually. Yeah. Wait, how old your son? He's 11. How old are you? Like 15? What, what is it? What are you like? <laughs> fucking. You, what you, look, yeah, you look bad young. Were you, were you like preteen mom? Like, like that's. Yeah. I, was a, I was a teen mom. I was uh, 15 and I had him at 16. Wow. Wow. Because yeah. you do not look like a mom. Uh, okay. So, yeah. uh, so eight, wait, eight years and, and, and no ring? What's going on? Uh, what? You need more professions? What are you, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, it. It's just we're married already, you know. It's it's it. coming in time. When when it's time when when I'm able to do what I would like to do, 
you know, I want to do something special. When I'm able to do what I would like to do, then I would do it. I'd rather not do something, you know. If it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Got it. All right. And you're already, you're already in the mix with it. Fuck it. That's so, <laughs> We're not going nowhere. Kenny Savage, you seem so much different right now than you were the last time. Uh, the yeah. last time against Ashley Gambino. I don't know how much weed you smoked before this interview. Uh, but, but, but the last time, uh, I mean, you had this insult after. In Did you write those insults yourself? Yeah, I wrote them down. I wrote them all down. And, well, not all of them. A lot of them came off <laughs> just because I just watch a lot of, like, I, we just stay up all night and just watch funny, like, people roasting Insult. each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just what we do. So I was ready for her, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with somebody him, a foot. Do what? You call, no, you call somebody look like a foot. It's just... A foot with no toes. A foot with no toes. A toeless foot. It's a toeless foot. Yeah, you, you toeless foot club hoe, bitch. Like, look, you kill cockroaches with your bare feet. It was, dude, my, dude, my, my wife never laughs at anything I say, and then she watched that, she was dying. Like, I, like you're, uh, you're, her new favorite, you're her new favorite comic. Um, oh. See, women can be funny. Oh, no. No, there's a, you know a lot of funny women. I just... Yeah, I know, I know a lot of funny women. Yeah, I'm but just, I like sorry. the fact... No, it just seemed... You seem more like, look, this is what it is, and that's it. And I like people like that, because instead of... Like, you, even like what you said, man, you were like, look, they're afraid of the one-on-one because they know they can get the smoke. And I knew... Yeah. Like, when somebody talks like that, they go, yeah, man, I could fucking lose bad to this dude. Yeah. So I, that could make people run. So that what, what way do you? 145. 145. And that's the, that's the thing, too, man. I'm not even a big 145. I'm a smaller 45. And People, motherfuckers still don't want to, you know, they're not trying to run with me. They argue that he should be at 135. But he he's like, no, I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> All right. So you're looking for a fight at 145. Yeah, uh, a promotion. Yeah. Now, you guys train with Nate to train? Yeah. Yeah, we're not uh we're not fully fully at the well I train I he does. I train at the gym still. Jennifer has made a full switch from um SSF to Gamebred. Um and I train I still go back and I train with uh SSF and Nate sometimes and I train at Gamebred. That I mean that's a wild comedy. I can only imagine you guys with him. Uh that that's yeah. a, that dude's another maniac. Now uh now after you dumped water on or you got water on your head and you came out what did people say to you? Because there were a lot of celebrities at the Bare Knuckle. What did Paige, did Paige Van Zandt say anything to you? Like, what was, what happened? No, no, I think everybody else was chill about it, except for Britton Hart's family. Yeah, you seen the person that I flipped off? That was her mom. Oh, so you cursed out her mom. Um, what, what did her mom say to you? She said something like, you don't do that. You still in her shine. I'm like, she talked for five minutes, man. I've seen some of the greatest world champions talk for just like a minute or something. I mean, that's fine. I'm not trying to still shine, but Paige Vincent was already in the back wiping the blood off and everything of her and stuff. So the whole point was to be like, what's up, you know? But I, I literally did not try to steal her shine. Like people like don't, they're so dramatic. It's like they add extra stuff for women. It's like, no, 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 no. Women need longer time to speak. We need this. We need, no, shut the heck up. It's the same stuff as any other dude. I mean, come on now. These guys got to fight for the freaking spotlight, and you're over here taking five minutes. I get it. You beat Paige Vincent. Good for you. You didn't beat Christine Faria. You didn't beat Rebecca Rowling, who knocked her teeth out, which Paige knocked out again, by the way. People don't give her enough credit for that. I'm just saying. So who do you want to fight next? Anybody. I, uh, yeah, I, I need time for Christine. I've always said that. Okay, like, so I, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I need some time for Christine. So do you want to fight Paige Vincent next? Because I think that could be a good fight. You versus Paige Vincent. I'd like to. See, I'd love to, but like to be realistic, 
she needs to fight like Randine, or she needs to fight. In my opinion, she needs to fight Sheena Star. Um, yeah. I honestly think Sheena deserves more anybody, you know. Um, but she needs to fight somebody who had lost. Maybe sure. I, I love Sheena, but her record isn't that great. Uh, her MMA record is like, like, like what is it? Like seven and thirty or something? Like it, it's. But she's well, still, I mean, so bare knuckle she's only one in like two. Yeah, she's she's only one and two in bare knuckle, but see, she's got a mixed record. I feel like that's not really fair because she was in the game. Um, like she has multiple uh, records, like if that makes sense, like different profiles. So I feel like all of her fights combined isn't really. No, I love Sheena Star. Like she's one yeah, of my yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if they, if she fights Sheena Star, they're going to be like, yeah, she just beat a girl who's ranked seven, who a four and 80 record. That's what people are going to yeah. say. And, and it's not right that Sheena Star is paid by Zan, but that's what people are going to say. That, yeah. So I do think that you versus Paige, two hot girls, uh, the girl that crashed a cage. Um, I'm just that, saying. That higher profile fight. You're kind of crazy, but in like a fun, good way. I can't even imagine the sex you guys. Although it's probably boring and missionary. <laughs> <laughs> just two of you. Yeah. Probably just go, ooh, ah, yeah. ooh, ah. It's, it's yeah. always that, right? When you think it. But uh, I think uh, uh, the Paige, <laughs> Paige Van Sant would be a bigger check, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would of be a course, much bigger check, and I think that it would it, the, the level of visibility you would get would pop up. It would literally. You gotta go start out. calling out Paige Van Zandt. You got, honestly, you want that? If you want that money, uh, that's a that's a good oh, fight. She already agreed. She agreed. She already agreed that she fight me. Okay, so then yeah, when's the, the fight? Honestly, I really think it's her management trying to save her. She's brave. Like she'll fight anybody. I believe. Right, I so think Paige will fight. So drop out of school. You don't need school right now. Right? <laughs> you gotta get I'm trying, Paige. man. Paige She's Van literally Zandt. the bait that got me into bare knuckle. I'm not gonna lie she, to you. Well, I even said to sweeten the pot. If we wanted to sweeten it to give him the entice a little bit, I, uh, me and uh, what's his homie Austin, me and him, could we could do a fight too, or we could do high rollers or something. We could roll. We could do some shit. I don't care. Yeah, do I don't need that, that, that. That wouldn't work out very well for you. No offense. Uh, he's yeah, like yeah. he's 170, and he's. Like he's the big dude. Doesn't he's matter. He's he not afraid. Doesn't matter, bro. He's twelve and zero. He's twelve and zero in Bellator. Doesn't matter. He's got, he's this got, guy's a illegal wrestler. Every everybody I work out with is bigger than me. Doesn't matter. Really? All right. Yeah. Tag. How, how big do you think Nate is? That mug is huge. All right. So we're gonna do tag team bare knuckle. You two versus Paige and Austin. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Tag in and tag out. Yeah. <laughs> you want? You yeah. want to do that? Tag team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what if Big it's like versus Jen? Like, that might be rough. Or, or you versus Paige. No, no, I, that might be <laughs> swinging bear. All right, listen, people. Uh, where can people follow <laughs> listen, people, Where can people follow you guys? That was so weird. What just happened? Where can people <laughs> you can find me on Twitter or uh, Instagram at the Tennessee Gangster um, or just Jenny Savage on Facebook. And, and you, yeah. sir? Me, everything is uh, Adre underscore OTM, A-D-R-E underscore OTM on everything. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Have a great week. Uh, when you get that Paige Van Zandt fight, I know you will. Come back. and uh, don't hey, I want to see you get a fight, man, soon. I hope somebody step yeah. up and take this sure. vote. Hey, man, y'all put it out there. Let everybody I know say I'm going to whoop their ass. I'm sure somebody will come and say I will. To I'm going to put it out today. I promise you. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, 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 and let them know. Let Pitch Man's be my next fight, please. You know what I'm saying?
All right, I'll let her know. I will let both yeah. yeah, tell Thank her directly. I said, please. No problem. Thank you, Tennessee Gangster. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye bye. All right, man. All right. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> Very interesting show today. No, I thought it was weird. It, it, it did a weird. <laughs> but I mean, you know what though? It's I, I like I like the fact that he he just like I'll fight anybody. Not at one seventy. Never. <laughs> No, nah, dude, I don't I'm, no disrespect to him. I'm sure he's great, but Austin Vanderford, I think is gonna be a world champion. Not that he won't. I, I haven't seen enough of this guy's fight, and I, I'm not gonna but that you know you don't you don't wanna give away twenty five pounds against Austin Vanderford right yeah, now. Yeah, you don't wanna give away fuck that. You don't wanna give away ten pounds. But I like his I like his style though. Uh, I, I like his I like his energy. Uh, yeah, no, that he said he go he said whoever. Whoever you know? I like how he's like, I've conquered the game and MMA. I'm like, you're one and one. He's like, well, yeah. I was like, all right. But I like the dude. I, I like him. I, I like uh, Tennessee Gangster. They're both hilarious. You think that if she if if she fights Paige Van Sant, I'm telling you that the a combination of the video and that she would be she would blow up because of her fight. personality it's too. Fight. fight too. She's um, they both have had one fight in bare knuckle boxing, um, and I think that uh. You know, her. I think that obviously Paige Van Zandt has a lot better record in MMA, but she right. has a lot better record against the other girl, you know. Um, but I think also this girl's smaller than Paige Van Zandt. Like, she could fight at 115. She's a smaller girl. But that might be what Paige needs, kind of, to get her feet wet. I, who knows? Uh, but, you know, it could be seen as uh, for Paige Van Zandt, but she might – if she – say she uh, clocked um, Paige Van Zandt, it would be she would immediately be in the mix. Oh, dude! I mean, just to her in general. She's like a hot Tennessee gangster, right? Tatted, fucking Tatted, ready to go. Fucking chest tattoos. She's a little badass, dude. She's hilarious too. I like her spirit. Yeah, like I, I like people like that. That just they're, they're, she's just they're both self-made people. You know, they're not. Uh, well, we 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 relate to people like that because. Comics to me, a lot of comics like yourself or myself or some guys I know are self-made. Like we put ourselves in the position, we work on our material, we work on our shit. It's, we're like kind of like lone samurais. I know that somebody was making fun of me because I said that, but comics are like lone samurais. We go to different places and defeat motherfuckers. Yeah, no, I, I just like how this guy also is like a uh, a musician, a musician. I, I didn't even finish, I didn't I didn't even get to the writing part. An entertainer. He said, but wouldn't entertainer be like all of them under entertainment? Like, I, I don't even know. They're all entertaining, but that doesn't make you an entertainer. But well, hey, if, man. He, if, you're, if you're a pro wrestler, I would say you're an entertainer. If yeah, you're, I mean, but he, he needs, he, if, if he wants to get back in the cage, one and one, you need to get a few more fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, everyone's scared of him. Uh, so, uh, they all scattered. Everyone's in. He, he's right, though. He's actually right in, the, in regards to like people will, look at somebody's record and be like one and one but they'll go college wrestler jiu-jitsu whatever he'll high level and they'll go ah, this is a you know this juice ain't worth the squeeze as they say it you know so right. um so he's right but at the same time if, if he if he wants to get a fight he can get a fight come on uh and yeah. he's also like i think he had a pretty decent amateur record too i think he was five and oh as an amateur or something so he, he's he's not uh, and if he's a college wrestler too that's that also makes uh makes it tough. But uh so what do you got coming up, Shane? I'm still promoting the special. The special is coming out um February 18th on Amazon Prime, Shangri. So you guys hit me up on my website. Uh the trailer is on my website, I am Shang.com. Still having shit 
going on with my Twitter and my Instagram. I, I get double whammy by getting hacked, but at least Bank of America gave me my money back. They, I, got, they, I got hacked heavy, and yeah, they yeah. took all my money out of the account, but Bank of America tracked it and gave it back to me. So whew, that was a close one. Yeah, man, they got me. But I, they still uh, – but, yeah, make sure you guys check out the trailer and make sure you check me out on Amazon Prime. It's called Shang is Shangri. I did it in New York City. Uh, we did it at um, John Jay College. And so it was. It came out pretty good. I'm hoping people like it. It's taken forever to get it out, so. I'm sure. I've seen it, and it's hilarious. I've seen you thousands of times. I've never seen you have a bad set. You always crush You know it. what we had the most fun working? I had fun working with you in the par. Is it the parlor? Seattle. No, it was it was the parlor in was it Seattle? Seattle? Yeah, Seattle. Was, it was Seattle. 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 I was thought it was for some reason in my mind I thought Bellevue. Somewhere I worked. It was around there. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, I mean, it, we got to work every night and do a lot of shows and to really stretch out time wise because LA, I think. The most time I do was doing was 10 minutes or 20 minutes at the Lab Factory. So I love when I can go on the road and stretch out. I'm trying to do that one up, up north that you did, uh, Alameda. How was that? I had a great time. They, they treated me really nice. Uh, it was outdoors, but it felt like it was indoors, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and, everywhere, and it was like three minutes from, uh, three minutes from um, Oakland. And I saw some old friends. A bunch of fighters came. Uh, I had a great time. Um, well, you're you're well. You know, I've, I've known Adam for a long time. Anybody listen to this? He's funny from the day I met him to now, and never changed up being a goofball. Even after he did the Tonight Show, I thought he was going to be a, like, "Oh shit, he's going to turn into an asshole." No. And he and he didn't. Some people got the Tonight Show and turned into assholes. Yeah. Well, they were assholes before. Uh, <laughs> you're like oh, okay they were assholes before right okay. you know people are anyway listen uh watch my special now throwing punches on uh fight pass um i'm going to be headlining at the la com not at the at the loss at the laugh factory, laugh factory las right. vegas february 18th to the 21st thank you man uh thank you to everyone that came on the show all Take right care, brother. thank you take care be safe